Good morning. Welcome to Raising Connections. I'm your host, Ray Shan Mayer. This is the program where we talk about all of the connections between your critters, companions, commerce, and agriculture. Thanks for joining me. Simple question. If you had a choice to live in Colorado or Maryland, which would you choose and why? I recently had the opportunity to travel to Denver, Colorado, and meet up with some fellow Marylanders who have actually made the transition to the Denver surrounds. Maryland and Denver have a lot in common. Let's consider this question. I'm sure some of our listeners here in Carroll County and all around have had the question or have had neighbors that have moved either to North Carolina or to the Denver area. It seems like that is a big exit point for people in Maryland. We have a lot of folks coming in, a lot of folks going out, that transient or mobile community that is part of our way of life here in Maryland. So let's consider this. Denver area is a very fast growing of Colorado. Why? And why Denver? Is it because we're all just Broncos fans and we're no longer Ravens fans? Or are we taking our Ravens fandom and our Orioles fandom with us to Denver? Here we go. Maryland is often described as a mini United States, meaning that we have the ocean, we have the bay, we have freshwater rivers, we have the Susquehanna and Potomac, we have the mountains, we have sand, we have flat grounds, we have rich growing flat soils on the eastern shore, we have the transitional areas, we have mines, we have all kinds of natural resources. So the forestry is considered a small representation of the larger United States. Is that not enough for us? Or is it too much for us? What about Denver? The Denver, Colorado area, when you consider Colorado as a state, you can get a whole lot of Maryland's put into one Colorado. If you think about that on the map, just go and look at that on the map and see how many Maryland's you can get into Colorado. That'll be a good Friday night game. Now, Denver itself, the mile high city, the altitude is much higher because it's a flat mesa or a high desert. This was a term I wasn't familiar with. And when I heard it, oh yes, I think that came out of a fourth grade book somewhere. So maybe it's tickling your memory too. A high desert. So the altitude. As a first grader, we went to Pikes Peak. And I'll share this story with you because I think it's relevant. We went in the 1970-ishes something early, in a time where camping was a big deal. And in our current time, RVing has become a big deal again. We took three couples and all the associated kids in truck bed campers and drove out west because none of us had ever been past the Mississippi. And those were in the days of the CBs. So everybody was in communication back and forth with their antiquated versions of the cell phone, the CB. And everybody had a call sign or a call handle. It was the first time that I ever realized that back east, we had W call signs, W-T-T-R, if you will. But out west, they had K call signs when you crossed the Mississippi. And it was K-W-T-R was a country station we were listening to as we went across. And the CBs were next door to ham radios, but not quite the same thing. And that was our communication between the three vehicles traveling across country. Well, we decided that we would go up to Pikes Peak. We pulled into the Denver area and we would go up to Pikes Peak. Down below, it was July, August. In the 90s, kind of hot. We took one of the campers off and we put everybody in the back of the truck because it was the 70s. And we decided to go up to Pikes Peak. So three families, everybody crammed into the truck. Everybody crammed into the bed of the truck. The kids always go in the bed, right? One adult supervises. Safety was do not lean against the tailgate. Remember that? So we go over to the top of Pikes Peak. 
We did not realize that there would be snow on the tops of Pikes Peak because the elevation was so high, we froze our tuchuses off. The warmest thing around was the coffee shop, and the kids didn't want coffee, in the top of Pikes Peak because of all these crazy East Coast people going up to the top of the mountain and not really realizing that snow was cold. Well, we got up there, and we got our coffee, and we came back down. Beautiful pictures. And I remember as we go round and around 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 down to the bottom of the mountain. One of the guys whose handle from the CB was green blood, because that was the thing. The Hulk was new. One of the things that he did was he hopped out of that pickup, landed on the ground, flat out, and kissed the soil and swore he would never leave the flatlands again. Now, I don't know if that had to do with being up so high, being cold, or going around and around and around. But it goes to the point that Maryland is not like Denver, and the altitude is very different, and the experiences are very different. And to this day, I don't think you can get everybody in the back of a truck booked Pikes Peak. That was a place in time. But the altitude is so different that this time when we pulled into Denver via the airplanes and went through this magnificently huge airport that we'll come back to, that there were air can ads, oxygen can ads, much like you would see in some of the Marvel comics with the characters needing that hit of oxygen, right? It's a real thing here. When people get off the airplanes and they've come from different areas, they need a hit of oxygen because of the altitude sickness, the headaches, the lightheadedness, the inability to breathe. It's a thing. And in my mind, I thought, we don't do that in Maryland. We can't breathe because when you walk outside, the humidity is 90% and it whops you in the face. There's a whole different thing there. One of the things I wasn't prepared for months like when we were a kid going round and round up the mountain was, is it desert? That high desert is real. It's very dry. It's very arid. And we kept hearing on our current visit that it's dry, but it's really much more green because they've actually, in Denver, received their annual rainfall by the time June was finished. So it's a little bit more green. I wasn't expecting something that looked like Southern California. And again, in my mind, I'm thinking, I know a lot of Marylanders who have come out here. Why are they coming out here? This is like Southern California. It was 95 degrees, 19% humidity, and no bugs. Because mosquitoes don't like arid areas. They don't have a place to breed. And so in Maryland, when we're getting whopped with humidity, there's bugs everywhere, and you get the little noceums and the gnats and the whole bit. That was nice. I will, I will definitely say that. That was a nice change. The airport in Denver plays a big role in this. The Air Force has a base in the area down in Colorado Springs. Stapleton was the airport in the area. So most visitors or most migrants, Marylanders are considered migrants in Denver, Frederickites, Westminsterites, when they come to Denver, are considered immigrants. When you get here, you're usually coming, the first time at least, by airplane. Stapleton was the big airport. Stapleton has closed, and there was a new airport that was built. And apparently in the Denver area, this was a really big deal. And it's maybe a blessing or a curse, depending. The airport, we learned, required 10,000 acres to be built. Now think about that. Can you imagine getting 10,000 acres to build an airport in Maryland? Just sit with that for a second. 10,000 acres. The runways that were required for this type of airport were two-mile-long runways, and they have multiples. So you have 10,000 acres, two miles of runway, multiple areas, and that's why you have the trains. So when you come in off your plane, you're getting on a train, and you're moving to different places to get your baggage. It is a huge airport out in the middle of the country, sitting on this high plane, no pun intended, out on this high plane where it is the high desert, and it's incredibly flat. In my mind, it was mountainous. It's incredibly flat because the mountains are over across the way, not right where you're at. So now we've gotten to Denver. We've come into this great big airport. We've gone out. And the first thing you're going to notice outside of the oxygen is 
how much building there is going on in Denver. Here in Maryland, we think that there's a lot of building going on. Oh, no. I haven't seen anything like this since the boom of Southern California in the Silicon Valley time growth. If you come to Denver and in the surrounds, and you'll say this, when you are in Maryland and you say, oh, I live in Frederick. Oh, I live in Westminster. Oh, I live in the DC, Baltimore. You might be in Rockville. You might be in one of the little Bel Air town. You might be in Mount Airy. You might be in Tawny Town, but you're calling it the area. And we're doing that with Denver. There's a lot of towns around here. And one of the things that I thought was so amazing, oh my heavens, it's 20 minutes away. That's clear, like way out on the other side of everything. Well, 20 minutes for us in Maryland's not that bad. It can be the distance going from Westminster to Tawnytown. It can be the distance going from Tawnytown to Mount Airy. 20 minutes travel for those Marylanders, we can do that. We know how to do that. But it was something that the Denverites were either used to hours of travel or everything was very close. And the traffic levels were one of the things that we'll talk about when we ask, why are people moving there? Why are people moving everywhere? And here we go. To start the conversation on this question, we first need to know where are people moving from? We know they're moving to, but where are they moving from? And the answer to that is everywhere. Denver has become a mecca and a concentration of people from all over the United States. Most commonly, they are coming from Arizona, Southern California, some from Northern California, and Maryland, the East Coast states, but Maryland in particular. To answer the rest of this question, Not only where are they coming from, but who is coming. And the census may tell you something different, but in the experience that I've had while in Denver, what I am finding is two disparate populations. One, young professionals who have young families, millennials that are moving to the area for the rich wealth of technical jobs in the Microsoft industry, in the aerospace industry, in the technical computer-driven jobs. They're coming for relocations. And one of the reasons they're coming is that giant airport that we talked about. Family members can come in and see them. They can get out to see family members. And the commute with the airline is there available and ready to go. It makes it a very easy launch pad, if you will, to get to the different areas that they need to travel to. So there is that younger population, that millennial population with children who will be coming to this area for schools, they will be coming for jobs, they will be coming for entertainment and community. The second piece that I'm seeing growing rapidly, and again, since this may prove me wrong, are married individuals who are coming to the area. One has retired, one is continuing to work, and they are finishing out their career here because they have risen to a point in their careers where they are either needed in the technical industry or they are traveling because they're teaching their wealth of knowledge to other people as they prepare for retirement, and they are looking at a place to retire. The third population I'm seeing are single individuals. For whatever reason, they are single, whether it's death, whether it's divorce, whether it's never married. They're coming to this area for the richness of population and the mixing bowl from all of the different states, California, Nevada, East Coast, Maryland, And they're coming for the richness of the environment and the community and health that is being found here. When we come back, let's talk about these changes in latitudes, changes in attitudes, the empire state of mind, if you will. Welcome back to Raising Connections. I'm your host, Ray Shan Mayer. This morning, we're talking about moving here, moving there, moving everywhere. Maryland accepts a lot of folks into our state. And we're also giving a lot of our folks to South Carolina, North Carolina, and Denver. Why is that? I had the opportunity to follow one of our couples who have been in the Mount Airy, Carroll County area 
to Denver and check up with them a year later and see what they're doing. This couple made the decision to relocate. They were kennel clients of ours in Mount Airy. They came in when we opened nearly 20 years ago, and we watched all of their dogs through the years develop, grow, become mature, and the new puppies come along. And the relationships that you build with small local businesses and local people is a conversation for a different day, but it turns into lifelong friendship. And in watching them do this change in this move, one of the things I really want to highlight is their experience, because I think it mirrors the experience of many people in our area and in Colorado. One of the two had a job locally that was headquartered in this area, and they were a West Coast. They were moving from the East Coast to the West Coast. And I think this is very interesting, and I want to share it because it's one of the things that caused the decision for the move to be an easy decision for this particular couple. Some of the drivers that moved them to this decision was what I think many people in our area face. They've been in their careers for well over 20 to 25, close to 30 years, And they're not ready to make that retirement decision, but they're seeing the community and the environment around them change. And sometimes, think back in your experience, the supervisors, the people around them have been in those positions long enough that they really do need a change, but yet the change seems like a momentous change. And how do you deal with that? This particular couple opted. One of the individuals retired. And the other individual decided to take a change, a lateral change that involves some more travel for the last few years of this particular working life. Doesn't mean there's not another working life afterwards. Things that were important to this couple were the job change and not a promotion, but the lateralness across that involved more travel and some more experiences that their life was ready for. One of the other drivers for this lateral move and sharing the knowledge that they had accumulated during the years of their career was the cultural changes going on within the company. And it allowed the decision for forward advancement, sideways advancement, into a little bit different area where they could be successful. And the people around them felt that they could move their agendas forward, which when you get to a certain age and you see things starting to repeat, you really have trouble supporting it. And a lateral move can often be a great benefit to everybody involved. Staying with the same company was something that was important to this couple, and it was a way for them to make their lives more valuable to their own goals and desires. One of the surprises that this particular couple had was the cost of living they thought would be a great change in the Denver area. In the Mount Airy area, in the Maryland area, we often hear that relocating for retirement is a cost-effective base. One of the surprises that this particular couple had was that in the Denver area, the cost of housing was very similar to the Frederick, Maryland area or the Westminster area that they had already been living in. And they were quite surprised to realize that it was an across-the-board housing cost change. Some of the items they didn't expect after they made the move. Now, this particular couple went back and forth multiple times, and their company did help move them with this relocation. And I will preface this by saying this particular couple represents a lot of us in Maryland where they are not native-born Marylanders, they moved to this area for jobs. After college, they came into the area for jobs. They've lived here 30 years. All their jobs were here, and they're now relocating. They consider themselves Marylanders. They know Natty Bo, they know Old Bay, and they know crabs and appreciate them all. So in that time, they have become naturalized, if you will. And now making this move seemed really a big, strange thing. One of the big, strange things that made their move go very well 
was the friendliness of the people. In talking with them, when they got to the Denver area, they said people are very friendly. And in looking at the area and doing some research, I found the same thing that if you go back into RaisingConnections.com and start looking through some of our old archive files, you'll see in the Oklahoma trip that the people who settled in the Denver area are actually Midwesterners who have moved west in the teens and 20s. So you get this Midwestern nice going across, if you will. It's also a purple state, which in today's culture has some meaning to some people and not to others. But it means that they were able to live the lifestyle that they want without concern from who's putting what in the yard. Can we say what we want? Can we be respectful? And in their philosophy, and I think the way that purple is being interpreted is let others do their thing, we will do our thing, and let everyone have peace. The neighbors that they moved in near, ironically, were from Columbia, Maryland. And so I had to ask the following question. If you move to Colorado, to Denver, to make a change, and you have neighbors come in from Columbia, Maryland, were you okay with that, or did you really want the change? And their answer was, it was a little bit of home that moved with us, but their mindset was very similar to ours, where we wanted to just live and let live and let go of some of the things that we felt that we didn't care for in Maryland. And that drove me to a different thought. What are the things that, when you look around your neighborhood or your area or your job, what are the things that make you not feel as peaceful? Because... In talking with these couples, then the neighbors, one of the things that they both brought up was, it feels like the change in latitude affected our attitude. And invoking Jimmy Buffett there, the context that that was put into was, we have the ability to travel a little more freely. 20-minute drive across town seems very, very easy, but a lot of the locals, if you will, or natives here, think that it's a big drive. But the traffic in comparison to the Maryland traffic is the same. The neighbors on the opposite side of this couple are from California. And they had a very different experience moving into the Denver area. Their experience was when they saw California plates or when people who were already in the area saw California or Nevada plates, it was more of a hostile welcome. It was, you're moving here to do what has been done to your area, go home. And those of us in Maryland in areas that are growing, I'm sure have seen some of this come in and close the doors philosophy. It was very interesting. One of the things that folks coming from particular areas into this area have expressed concern about are, are they packing? Are they really upset with us? And is a gun going to come out? And part of the freedom that they're enjoying in this area and part of the securities that they have perceived in other areas are coming to a collide. So it'll be very interesting to watch. But again, much like in our Maryland area, folks moving in, and who's welcome and who isn't and why? Or are they welcome because there's two Maryland neighbors next to each other? Really interesting philosophy. One of the other things that they found very interesting is they miss the seafood. They miss some of the foods from home, but they find lots of culture in this Denver area. And secondary to all of this came the tried and true The fishing is amazing. I have people I can go out with because they're not working as much as we did back east. And the question that came up with this one, is it, are they not working as much or is it the age group that you're associating with? And the answer was the age group that you were associating with. Because another couple that we had the pleasure of speaking with was in their millennials. They're in their mid-30s. They have small children. They've relocated back to this area. And during dinner, 
One of the two got up to answer their electronic leash, as they called it. They have spent time on the East Coast. They've spent time in Southern states. They've spent time in Southern California, Northern California, and are now back in the Denver area. And they're traveling with jobs. The Denver area is also rich in tech jobs, as we talked about in the earlier part of the series. And they are finding, much like their millennial cohorts, that they are tied to electronic leash and their technical jobs require those answers during mealtime. And the mountain states, because they're halfway, ironically the mountain states, halfway between the East Coast and the West Coast, their mealtimes are often interrupted because it's the two hours from the East Coast and the two hours from the West Coast making the changes in the mountain states a really bizarre sort of mealtime call electronic leash. One of the shared concerns that both millennials, boomers, and Xers have is medical care. And this was one of the highlights that all of the folks we talked with brought out. In the Denver area surrounds, one of the pleasant things they found was when a recommendation was given for a follow-up or additional medical services, the doctor's offices and the medical providers called you as opposed to what many were used to in other areas where you were required to fill that need and contact the services yourself after a recommendation was given. I actually found that a little bit surprising myself. This led me to wonder about the following. Are the follow-up calls from the medical services part of what allows the Denver area to be considered one of the healthiest cities in the nation? Or is it the outdoor environment? Is the encouragement of taking advantage of those outdoor activities part of what draws a population here who tends to be more active and therefore what on the surveys makes a more healthy city? Interesting questions. The takeaway message that I have gotten for me, and I hope to share with you, is the following. Invoking again Jimmy Buffett or Jay-Z, is it the change in latitude, change in attitude that makes the stress go? Is it the empire that causes the streets to change? Is it where you are versus what you think in your head that makes a difference? And if that's the case, if you change what's in your head and how you're using your environment, because after all, Maryland has representative of all of our states and Denver doesn't have all of that representation. Is it the area that makes you happy or is it the mindset that you have when you're in that area that makes your stress level go down. If that's the case, what changes in your mind and your mindset can you make so that you are happier in your own area? Would a job change in your area have done the same thing as moving to a different one? Was the relocation needed for the mindset or was it just a matter of the job, like the younger couple, millennial couple moving around going, this is just part of our lifestyle, we move. Lots to think about, lots of connections to make. Sit down, have a cup of coffee, or if you're in Denver, a glass of beer, and enjoy the thought process that we've invoked. We'll see you next time.